This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 29th, episode 2191, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Big Wednesday, the day you face your own biggest challenge. The day you risk it all. The day you either distinguish yourself or fade into the crowd. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Daddy, I want another pony. I put 40 hours in this weekend, man, it's only Wednesday. I've been cussing this damn heat all day long, there's got to be another On today's show, Jamie answers a whole heck of a lot of training questions, and then the gang will get into playing a game of equine trivia with Jamie asking questions, Glenn keeping score, and auditors Rosie, Rachel, Kelly, and Mary playing on teams. It's the Horses in the Morning Trivia Challenge, and we'll end with a horse health report. So you don't want to miss any of it. It's going to be a packed show, as always, today, guys, full of all kinds of questions, and we hope... A whole lot of answers, too. And speaking of today, today is end of the Middle Ages Day. So grab your jousts and shields, hop on your horse, and cosplay for the Middle Ages today. <laughs> now, Len, this day... Get my costume out. <laughs> this day has been observed. It's been observed. and Yeah, you're, you're crowning everything. I expect pictures later. <laughs> this day has been observed annually on May 29th for quite some time now. So in the spirit of today's upcoming trivia... I'll ask you guys when you think end of the Middle Ages day first began. Uh, 1962. In the end of the Middle Ages. Ah, ding, ding, ding. Jamie, you win since 1453. I don't know when the Middle Ages actually ended. But <laughs> I guess that's when right. they decided. Huh? 1453. <laughs> you think somebody <laughs> said crazy. one day they woke up and went, I don't feel like it's the Middle Ages anymore. I think we're over that. We're over that. We're going to be enlightened <laughs> now. We're going to start the enlightenment phase now. <laughs> Unbelievable. For some, th- in some ways, I feel like we're getting back to the Middle Ages in some ways. So <laughs> there's that. All right, I'll be sure to get my crown and my tights and you know my sword out today. Um, oh, I was you know what you tights bonus. <laughs> oh yeah, he always wears tights. Um, so just so you know, at the end of the Middle Ages, it's here because there is so much flooding going on here in Oklahoma and kind of the middle of the country that dozens of oh, this is was on the news today. Dozens of Oklahoma cowboys have been coming together for the last week, saving livestock from property all over like neighboring ranches. Mm. They're like hopping on and they're taking days off work and they're using their own boats and horses and trucks and everything to save everybody's animals. So that my friend is getting back to it. 
you don't need anything. You don't need help. Just get a call a cowboy. <laughs> we uh, do you think they had they had a different version of cowboys? I think in the Middle Ages, um, yeah. they wore armor and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> do you do you think? Wow, the middle of the country's just been hammered the last five days and yeah. more today, apparently. You know what? I told you this when I first, over the winter, I heard this, and then I've heard it in the spring, and then I heard it, and and I'm so tired of the phrase, babe, seriously, this never happens. I'm like, you you say that to everything. (laughs) Everybody, it's not just Chad. Everybody says that to everything. It's not usually this bad. It's not. Uh, it must be. Or in their defense, it, time. it's not just Oklahoma right now. It is the whole Ohio and Kansas, and it's just crazy. It's just the middle of the country. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, for the storm chaser guys, they're busy this year. Oh, my gosh. And, that, and then people have said, oh, have you seen this show or have you seen this show or this movie? And I'm like, why am I so behind on everything? Oh, I know why. Because nothing's on TV because all there is is the storm people. Oh, yeah. I bet For you get hours. that 24 hours a day, don't you? Well, they break in. They cut into everything. Uh, so you don't get to watch any shows because it is literally live storm guy and he will scare you to death. Hey, hit hit the shelter now if you're in if you're in Cuyahoga County or whatever hit you're going to go there down your shelter turn the TV up real loud we'll be with you get the app I downloaded an app for weather like what now, the hell? Did, did, now you did have a tornado that was about 40 miles from you the one night I saw I had a tornado two miles from me oh really have you been yes. in the shelter yet I have not <laughs> I have not I cleaned it out and it's set up with like fluffy pillows and dog beds and i mean it's like the size of a dumpster so it's not like i'm gonna spread out and enjoy myself but there is chairs in there and we're ready we got a go bag you have to have a go bag glenn get with your all your uh like it's my social security cards and birth certificates for everybody and all that stuff i'm ready i'm not ready but I mean, nobody's ready. Nobody's, nobody's ready, ready for what's been happening. That's for sure. That's All right. right. Well, let's uh, let's get on with the show. Bunch of these. Some birthdays of people actually. Some of these people I've actually met in person. Emily Parventor lives up there in Alaska, and she took us. She's the one that took us out driving with the draft horses, and then we went out to dinner with her and her husband. She has a new baby. She's in the class of uh, 2019 or 2018 babies. Uh, Claire Kirsch, she stopped by the house here one day with her husband, Alex. So happy birthday to her. Chelsea Tipton, I don't think I've met Chelsea yet. And then Casey Coletti is a host of Wisdom by Wisa, and actually we'll be heading out to the Western English Sales Association show in Denver here in a couple of weeks. So happy birthday to all of them. Well, this is the easiest daily winning in the world because it is my wedding anniversary. So happy nine years. Yes, today is the day nine years Chad and I have been married. So we're starting our our 10th one. He's he's like, what are we going to do? You know what's terrible is he's been out. This is awful. He's like, I've got a secret project. I'm making something for a secret project. And I'm like, okay, why is it a secret? Um, Because our wedding anniversary is tomorrow. And I was like, Oh yeah, crap. 
So you forgot, um, didn't you? <laughs> it's May 29th. My anniversary is today. And <laughs> I have no gift. Like, and Amazon can't. Does Amazon do those drone drop offs yet? <laughs> Chad might t- consider that a gift, just seeing the drone drop it off. That'd be cool. Uh, that, there you go. Hey, babe, look what I did. I heard a drone to bring some candy in a bag. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get. I did buy Lucas a bunch of birthday presents because Lucas's birthday is Friday. Maybe I'll just wrap one of those. Oh, up there you go. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> I got you. Can't you sneak out today Thanos at any point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nine years, you know, that's probably nothing too fancy anyway. Uh, it's the ten years that you you're gonna yeah, have a fancy like, one. Ten years will really go. We'll celebrate it. We'll go to. Uh, well, he goes because. <laughs> I'm like ten years. He's like, we'll go all the way to Oklahoma City for dinner. You know, kind of be funny, you know. Now I was like, babe, for ten years we go into another country for dinner. <laughs> you know, I think you should feel lucky that he put up with you for nine years. To be honest, um, uh, the early wagering when we started this show was it was not it was no that was not going to happen. <laughs> that was the early wagering. I think I lost money because I bet two or three years. You uh, know what? I put up with him. Okay, he's lucky to have me. <laughs> Yeah, all the horse girls say that. All right, let's get to some training questions. See, now that you've actually learned something, we put you to work, and you have to do some work. So, I I need to turn on the light. It is really dark outside, like, like surprisingly dark outside. Is your alarm going off? (laughs) No, but it just got really dark, and I realized my lamp doesn't have a light bulb in it yet. So, hold on, I got to turn the lights on. (laughs) I feel like I'm like. I'm, oh, because you got some night. storms like knocking on your door. Yeah, it just like I said, just got really dark. Oh no, the you, light you have some window. storms that are just to the right of you. Oh boy, hold on. To the right is that East Glen? No, uh, yeah. So you, they're going to miss you. Okay, I'm back. I had to think okay. about that. <laughs> now it's daylight again. <laughs> Phew, that's, tr- that's tricky. Okay, so um. We have some trivia, uh, not trivia's later. We have some training questions. And um, Jemmy had some really, really interesting equestrian training questions. So I'm going to start with Jemmy. Just kidding. She's really, she's already <laughs> left. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering, wow, Jemmy like, asked training uh, questions. Yeah, the first training question is what are the words that I'm looking at? What do they mean? I don't even know the words. <laughs> That's okay. Glenn didn't either. I didn't, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Uh, let's see. Let's start with Angie. Angie has a question, and hers is: I have an OTTB, and I'm trying to get him to relax in the trot with his head low on a loose rein. He is good at the walk, but as soon as you ask for a trot, he'll put his head up high in the air and is a bit tense, like he's waiting for something. As soon as I take some really light contact, he'll relax and drop his head. But if I ride him on the buckle, he is suddenly worried and tense. This is a challenge, especially for an off-the-track <laughs> thoroughbred. Yeah, he's waiting for the gate to open. That's what he's waiting for. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's funny because whenever you go to buy a horse... <clears throat> When you're trying the horse out or they're sending you a video of said horse, always ask to see them ride him at a walk, trot, and canter on the buckle because that gives you a total sense of how how well-trained the horse is. So what I'm saying, Angie, is this is really hard to do, especially with an off-the-track thoroughbred, and I've been working on it a lot with Baby Groot. And one thing that you can do is hopefully you have a, an arena wall or high fence. Something you can do when you ask for the trot 
Obviously, a quality walk is going to breed a more quality trot. A messy walk is going to give you a messy trot. Messy trot will give you a messy canter. So you want to have the best gait that you have beforehand. You're going to ask for that trot once you have a nice walk. And if he, obviously, think on a scale of 1 to 10, how you are asking your horse for your trot. If you are asking your horse with, you know, a a one is I think trot and a 10 is a big old kick. If you're asking your horse to trot with a five, which is a pretty substantial squeeze, and he's giving you a huge gate, huge transition, soften it. Think one start. I always start all, especially off the track thoroughbreds with a one. I'm going to ask you super light because if you ask with a five, you're going to get a five. If you want a one, ask with a one. Does that make sense? Okay, moving past that. If you ask nicely and quietly and you take a deep breath and you let it out and you're making sure you don't have any attention in you because they detect everything because you're like, oh my God, he's going to trot really big. I better be ready. Don't think like that. Just soften your body. Take a deep breath. Add, ask your horse to trot with a one and you might get it. If not, if he takes off at a trot and it's really fast, Use your outside rein to turn his head, not into the rail, like a full half circle, just bend him into the rail because he can't trot fast with his head going into the rail. And as soon as he slows down a little bit, soften that outside rein. And then he goes fast again, pick up that outside rein, counter bend, and then soften until you get the trot that you want. And pretty soon he's going to go, oh, there's no value in going fast. You want to take the value out of the behavior that they're giving you. I ask for a trot. You blast off. You have an outside rein turning your head and bending, counterbending. And then as soon as they slow down, because they'll be like, whoa, and then they slow down and then you soften. So all of a sudden you have this horse. Now, as far as getting him to drop his head, that's something that's kind of something else is I, I hold a pick up a rein just in the middle of the arena, pick up a rein and hold it and flex them at the, with the rein. And when they flex their pole or drop their head, you soften. So you make the right thing comfortable and the wrong thing uncomfortable. So hopefully that helps you. Angie, please let me know how it's going. Uh, that's and, a, it's and, interesting because it's the same thing with driving too. The really? whole, the whole zero to 10. You know, but you're doing it with different eights. You know, you're, we don't have the legs, so we're using the just the the lash on the whip to touch, you know, to touch their side, uh, and give them instruction. And we also use our voice, so there's there's that. Uh, but Walk yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it it's how you use your voice. They will react differently to how loud you are or how urgent it is. You know, um, doesn't it drive you crazy to watch movies where the cowboy gets on them and just spurs them and they take off. I'm like, Oh, stop doing that. That's nicely first, but you have, they're also jumping on from the back. So, I mean, there's that (laughs) jumping on from the building above. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Audra has the next one. How can I get the horses not to jerk out of the halter and run off when being turned out? They two geldings enter the field politely Mm. and stand well until I start to pull the halter over their ears. Then they jerk bolt backwards and take off. I've tried making them stand for a few minutes and pretend I take off the halter, but when I actually pull the halter off, they do it anyways. I'm worried it may start to escalate with them turning and possibly kicking out or rearing and bolting. Okay. You know, I actually had a different answer until I read this out loud. And I want to change something first. 
you are pulling the halter off over their ears. Use the buckle. Okay. Let's, let's, we're going to, for training purposes here, we're going to use the buckle that's on the halter, not yanking it over their ears, because that is something that does cause a little bit of tension. Now, I'm going to, for horses that I just, I want, because a lot of people kind of had a follow-up question with this. I want my horse to turn out nicely. Well, just the other day, baby Zara bolted through the gate and just ran and, and, and you know what? You want to bolt through the gate, you bolt through the gate, you're going to hit the end of the line and I'm going to be ready for you. And so she bolts through the gate and then wham, she hits the halter, hits her in the face and like, because she did that to herself. And you know what I did after that? We walked back out and then we turned around, we walked back in and then we walked back out. Don't screw up in my house. Cause we will do it a thousand times. Walk back out, walk back in, walk back out, walk back in. Okay. They're fine with that. Okay. But you go to put your hand on the crown piece of the halter and they go tense, find a place kind of between the lead rope and the halter that you can touch without them getting tense. And then go an inch higher and then away and then an inch higher and away and then touch that buckle and away and then touch the crown piece and away and then touch the buckle and undo it and then buckle it back and then move it around and shift it around and just move the whole halter on their head. Be careful because they might blast away, <clears throat> but be ready with the lead rope. I love the dually halter for this because when they do hit the pressure, it actually means something as opposed to a nice soft padded halter. The dually halter will tighten when they're making the wrong decision. And when they come off the pressure, the dually halter just loosens and they're like, Oh, so it just has a little bit more of a consequence than a regular halter does, but you just got to get to where you can pulling the halter over their ears Try to just unbuckle it and rebuckle it and unbuckle it and slide it down and put it back on up, up, down, up, down. Now, a lot of people did say <clears throat> what they did to teach their horse not to bolt at the gate is they take them through the gate and then give them a cookie. If that works for you, wonderful. In my house, if I were to take my horse through the gate and give them a cookie, the next time. horses right there at the gate. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. There's a ton of horses out. And I've now taught my horse to walk through the gate and bite me <laughs> because I made the mistake of having one cookie in my hand and baby Groot, like he's four years old. He's a four year old racehorse. And I had it in my hand and he just grabs going to put, I put my cookies grab on the ground and, ran. <laughs> <clears throat> and he grab and ran. Now it's like, he's obsessed with my hands mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm like, get off me. Like don't bite. So you can, a lot of times some horses may are better than other horses about taking cookies. But if you try to give a cookie to a horse like Zeus, you will lose a finger. But maybe not that time, but the next time. Or Which when is you don't why have I had to stop feeding uh, Scooter out of my hand. Yeah, yeah, some horses just get really. He'll check your pockets. Crazy. I mean, he will look in every pocket. Yeah. He, you know, he's gonna he's gonna molest you. He he I, he'd be a great TSA agent. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. Do you have drugs? Okay. Yeah. Get back in the line. <laughs> Get out of the line. Get I am going to frisk you right now with my lips. <laughs> so I don't give cookies because I feel like it's teaching another, it's transposing that problem into a different problem. So that's why I don't give cookies because it just, my God, they just teach my horses to bite me. Okay. So, so, so Audra asked a question. That's one of my top three pet peeves, period, in the horse world. Really? And that is people who walk through the gate 
do not turn their horses around to face them and just take the halter off while they're facing the same direction right beside oh the horse. Oh my God, you, I didn't even think about that. You are it's just going muscle- to get kicked in the face because I don't care how good your horse is, one day there's something exciting in the field, your horse wants to go out and play or just feeling good or it's cool out, whatever, you're going to get kicked in the face. So, you know, that is, but I see it all the time. My farm sitter, she messaged me. She's like, thank you so much for having such polite horses. I'm like, what? What do you mean? She's like, they don't run off when you take the halter off. So when when you are turning a horse out, you guys, it is imperative, super, super, super important. There is no way around this. Every single time you have to do it, when you go to turn that horse out, you walk him into the gate, you turn them around. Yes. But how many times have you seen it? All the time. Oh, all the time. Yep. But it's one of the first things I teach my kids because especially if there's a group of you that are taking your horses out and one of you just lets it go, the other people are going to have a problem because mm-hmm. that one blasts off bucks and farts and then everybody else is like, whoa, and then you've got a mess. Everybody in a in a situation like that, take your horse out, turn them back to the gate. Are you guys ready? Everybody ready? Okay. One, two, three. And you, uh, you let them out. That's when you're in a group. When you're doing it by yourself, walk them through the gate, turn them back to the gate and take the halter off. And why you do that is because if you walk through the gate and you unbuckle and the horse takes off, guess what's right in front of your face? Their back feet. Uh, Kate Smith asked a question about his horse, who is a formerly abused, um, p- like padded Tennessee walking horse. Cade, I will have to talk to you separately because you have a big problem. <laughs> so we need to, you need some personal help. Yeah. He says, do you do house calls? We may have to, um, let's move on to, <clears throat> oh gosh, Shannon, you ask a really good one, really hard one. Um, and I actually had to call, I will get to yours in a second. Let's start, let's go to Angela because Angela's question got a lot of people talking and hers is tricaners. How do you help a horse who is deathly afraid of a tricaner? Well, what most people were thinking about is why are other horses afraid of tricaners? Because they're just other horses. A tricaner is actually a type of fence on a cross country course. And it consists of a rail, a, a, a pole over a ditch. And the ditch can be varying sizes and depths and the pole over the top of it can be varying sizes as well. So that you can have a huge ditch with a a pole over it or a small one. And as far as teaching a horse to be comfortable with a trichaner, then we have got to start at the beginning. Um, Just to give you guys an idea, trichaners, Glenn, I know you were curious about what a trichaner is. And a trichaner, the reason it's called that they were originally fence lines that were built into to drainage ditches. I did some research for y'all. The Trakanan area of eastern Prussia, originally the wetlands, was drained by the Prussian kings in the 17th and 18th century. And right after that, so they would, they would use that as a fence before a horse breeding program was built there. Guess what that place bred? The Trikaner horses. So it was a this place that established the Trikaner breed of horses in 1732. Thank you for calling horses in the second. morning. You may listen to the show while waiting. All right, you're a good. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the air with the host. Mm, 
So the large drainage ditches with fence lines in the bottom of them were also then later used to test the three-year-olds for suitability and breeding and warm out. So anyway, tracaner jumps actually come from the area in East Prussia where the tracaner breed originated. Ding, ding, ding. Fun fact for you. And now an, another fun fact about the tracaner jump. Glenn, you're going to love this. In 1973, Rachel Bayless... And her horse, Gurgle the Greek, at badminton <laughs> horse trials, Gurgle the Greek, at badminton horse trials, cleared, I'm using the air quotes, a tracaner jump at badminton by going under it. They went under it. The rules were then changed after that incident, requiring <laughs> the horse to go not only between the flags, but also pass over the log. So now you can't go under it. So that's how a tracaner is. It's a giant ditch with a pole on top. Angela, you've got to train your horse. How is your horse over a ditch? I wish I could talk to you right now. You've got your horse. How is it over a ditch? And I mean, a small ditch. Let's go with just a tiny small ditch. Can you, uh, what I do is I, I let the horse see it with both eyes. I walk him around, circle both directions, and then I just walk him over it and let him understand that he can step in and around it because it's small enough. And you can do this with just a, um, two pull, two railroad ties and just put some gravel in between them. Even that makes a horse think it's a ditch and just walk them through that and over it and then jump it and trot over it and canter over it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take a, a, a jump, jump pole, just two standards and a pole and put it over the ditch, but like super low. So it's just, they just have to jump that. And then you make it higher and you higher and then higher until it's like two feet high and you're jumping a pole that's over this simulated ditch. And then you go to a bigger ditch and you put a jump over that and small and then just slowly graduate it. Now I want to also make a couple points. Number one, a horse that's afraid of a tracaner jump is only afraid of a tracaner jump because it's rider knows that it's a tracaner jump. <laughs> so when you're cantering up to or trotting up to a tracaner, the thing that my old coach used to tell me, Barb would say, if you look down, you will be down. If you look in the ditch, you will be in the ditch. You ignore it. It is not there. You are shoulders back. You are leg on and you are cantering on up to it, looking at the sky, like nothing's in front of you besides a little jump. So make sure that you are not making a mountain out of a molehill. But again, just put two poles and some rock in between or some tarp or something to make it have a little bit of different color and then put a pole over it and then all that. And then eventually they're learning not to jump at your caner. They're learning to jump whatever you point them at. So start small and go bigger and bigger and bigger. It's really helpful to have somebody on the ground. Or if your husband's annoying, you have him go out and dig a ditch by hand. One exactly. Yes. That too. You can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that helps you a little bit. Now, uh, Sam and Shannon and Andrew, can I answer their questions on maybe next Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll hold save them. Those. Okay. Sounds good. You know, before we get to our trivia, we haven't played that in a while. I wanted to remind everybody that <laughs> I don't know if you were at Horse Lovers over the weekend, but their Memorial Day, it's oh the final God. day of the Memorial Day sale, which still means today? Yeah, it's, it's still good today. Um, so it's 15% off of everything and 2.99 f uh, flat shipping. 
So you want to go over today. They have a ton of stuff on sale, obviously 50% off of everything, but they also have Ariat products at up to 75% off. They have horseware products on sale. They have horse products on sale at up to 90% off. Carrots at up to 50% off. Ariat clearances, which they did not have my size Volant boots, and I was definitely. Uh, <laughs> they were on there. They just teased you. So uh, close. <laughs> they have a whole bunch of clearance items in the bl- brand name clearance. Literally, if you're going to go through everything that's on sale today, it would take you a week. So you want to head over as soon as possible. This sale, I believe, from what it says, ends today. So uh, this was one of their bigger ones, and they have sales all the time, but this was definitely one of their bigger ones. All right, see if they have what you want right now over at uh, Horse Lovers with a Ooh, Z. I could get Chad some new boots and, and print out the picture and say, happy anniversary. Oh, yeah, there you go. Do they oh have a God, size? Yeah, I'm sure he'd be so excited about it. Um, you know, Joseph, uh, I was just recording Horse Husbands. will be on tomorrow. We recorded last night. He bought himself an ultralight. Maybe maybe you need to... Uh, oh, he... my gosh. <laughs> no way. Yeah, his wife is not happy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would not be happy. That's an airplane, people, that glides. You basically sit in a lawn chair with a lawnmower motor behind you. <laughs> it doesn't look like fun to me. No. Horse lovers with a Z dot com. It just seems like a strong wind would blow that thing out. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time for Horses in the Morning Trivia Challenge. That's right. We have two teams of auditors. We have Rosie and Rachel versus Kelly and Mary. And we are going to ask equestrian-themed trivia questions. And the team that wins will get... $1 $1 million. $1 million <laughs> to the team of winners. Yes. Congratulations. We're sending Jemmy out to rob a bank later today. <laughs> Actually, I will provide a retired broodmare to the winner. The winning team gets a retired broodmare. <laughs> All right. Hot diggity. She's too lame to be ridden and she's too old to be bred again. You're welcome. <laughs> And if that doesn't work for you, I have a naughty pony I could ship over for a little while, too. Either one. Yeah, that's right. There's two on each team. I'm sure I could provide you with a different horse, another horse, too. Um, Fantastic. Well, let's talk. First of all, let's start with Rosie. Rosie, please say hello. Tell us where you are and how's that new baby of yours? Oh, he's a very happy baby. I live in Rhode Island um, and he's, he's very happy. He's just Cries when he needs something, and that's it. What is his name? Joseph Jr. We call him JJ. Joe Jr. I love it. (laughs) Joe Jr., give him a speech from us. Now we have Rachel. Rachel, where are you playing from? Hello. I'm in Las Vegas. You sound very excited to be there. <laughs> well, as you well know, it's a little early here, so I'm I'm working up to it. Yeah, and she you work really late to too. Yet. She works really late at the theater. <laughs> May I remind night, you, so, you yeah. did volunteer for this job. <laughs> okay, I did. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I am. She really wants <laughs> that. On. She really wants that senior mayor you're gonna send up her way. And guess what? The shipping oh, will be on your dime. Okay, good to know. Uh <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, please tell us where you're calling from. 
Hi, I'm from uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I'm actually only about five minutes away from one of Glenn's uh, favorite old stomping grounds right now. Where? I pass it every single day, the, far- the farm show complex. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have spent many a day eating at the farm show and uh, walking through the cow pens and the chicken pens and all of that. Yep. Okay, so Rosie that's, is... That's one of the main... Front I'm Street. Kelly is yeah. in Pennsylvania. Rosie, where are you again? You said... Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. We've got Las Vegas. And yep. finally, Mary, where are you calling and playing from? Hello. Well, we live in... Victoria, Texas, and Smiley, Texas are kind of not very far apart. And But right now, my husband and I are in Whitesville, um, North Carolina, heading to Charlotte for a family reunion. And are Fantastic. You, are, are, Mary, are you talking directly into your phone or you're on a speaker? You're kind of garbled for us. I'm on. I am talking directly into my phone. That's, Can that's you better. Hear me very well. Yeah, that's, yeah, better. that's better. Yep. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Good. okay. So we have and divided. I, and Jamie, I came to see you. I came to see you. Um, uh, was it Christmas? Maybe? Mary, uh, I know yeah, who you Christmas. are. I know who you are. I'm letting the <laughs> listeners okay. find out about y'all. I know all of you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we have divided you into teams, Rosie and Rachel versus Kelly and Mary, Kelly and Mary. So how this is going to work is we are going to go team wise and I'm going to ask team Rosie, Rachel, the team double R it's like double J Mm -hmm. double R. (laughs) I want you guys to answer the question. And if you don't get it right, then we move on to Kelly and Mary have the next question. And then you'll each get one and one and one and one. And then at the end, if it's a tie, because Glenn is going to attempt to keep score, numbers are not his thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So somebody else may want to keep score as a backup. (laughs) I got it. I got it. R and R and K and M. K and M. Now, this once she asks the question, you can talk to each other. You can, you know, chat about the answer, but you only have 10 seconds. I have my stopwatch here. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, okay, you have to answer and you have to answer. No Googling. You have to all promise not to Google. No Googling. Some of these Mary's are no in Googling. the car. Rosie's holding a baby. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about Rachel and Kelly, but <laughs> Rachel sounds like she hadn't even logged on yet. Oh, my God. It's super early. So, All right. I'm in bed, so it's okay. Yeah. If, she won't Google. If you get it wrong, you get you get the high school buzzer. Oh, God, I hate that. Which Jamie absolutely <laughs> hates. And then if you get it right, you get the bells. All right? So... Please get it right. Those are the right and wrong sounds. And uh, we're about ready Mm -hmm. to play. Let's start with the double R's. Double R's. Remember, you guys can consult with each other. And this one is multiple choice. So wait for your selections. Question number one in Horses in the Morning Trivia Challenge for double R is from what equestrian pursuit does the phrase get your goat come from? Is it A? I didn't even know it was came from an equestrian pursuit. A rodeo, B racing, or C raining. From what equestrian pursuit oh. does the phrase "get your goat" come from? You guys can talk, and then when you're ready, you yeah. say we have our final answer. It's 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 B. Which one? Yeah, because they used to go no. and steal the goats from the big high power oh, big high power right. stakes races. 
They would uh-huh. um, try to put the other person off of their game by going and stealing the goat that would usually be in the oh, thoroughbred stall. Okay. Oh my, is that your final I answer? Feel like, yeah. yeah, you should have some sort of bonus for knowing how that happened. Glenn, yes. is she correct? Uh, well, I, I think uh, I think it was a bizarre answer. But it's correct. It's correct. That is true. Um, it goes back to the origin that goats were placed with racehorses to keep them calm. And ne'er-do-wells who wanted the horse to race badly, they would go steal the goat. They got someone's goat and the horse became so unsettled it ran badly. Hmm. How did you know that? <laughs> kick one out of stall in that movie. I'm a nerd. <laughs> oh, that was Seabiscuit, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think it was hmm. good, but yeah, he kicked him out of the stall. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that puts the double R's uh, with one point. I think that that should be considered, Glenn, one hundred thousand dollars to double R's. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to Kelly and Mary. <laughs> Kelly, retired broodmare, one of the two. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Here we go. Um, true or false? True or false? Utah. This is a 50-50, really. <laughs> Just y'all got to pick one. Utah decreed that it was unlawful to fish from the back of an unsaddled horse. True or false? It is unlo- illegal to fish from the back of an unsaddled horse. Uh, I want to hmm. say true. Uh, that's my leaning as well. That sounds quirky. So it's quirky enough to be true. Is that your so final, final answer? answer? Finally, yep. No. Wrong. Oh man, Glenn, it's uh-huh. actually not false because if you think about the way that it's 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 actually true to it's illegal to fish from the back of a horse. It is illegal to fish from horse, but unfortunately, <laughs> saddled or not, it's illegal. I almost think they should get that because they knew it was. It, I don't like. This yeah. Question. Okay. All right. We'll give it to them. So the I'm deal was, it. y'all said back of a horse, but it's really just from a horse. We said I the said back, back of an of unsaddled horse, horse, but actually the law is you can't oh, fish from the back of a horse, period, saddle oh. or not. Um, okay. It was a trick question, and Jamie hates trick like questions. It. I don't like so, it. So, all right, we'll give him a point. point. We're still because even then, Rosie and Rachel, Kelly and Mary. It's a mercy point. That's, That's a mercy right. It's because I'm reading it and yeah. I got confused. I mean, it must be confusing if you're hearing it. That's one of those questions you get in high school on the uh, finals exam, and it's the, the double negative, and you're going, uh, what? You know, and you, you always get it wrong. Glenn knows I don't like tests. I don't do well with paperwork, okay? I can't take it. All right, so we're going to go back to double R. If those keeping score, it is tied one-to-one because I am giving that. Play the buzzer. Play the beep. Oh, okay. Well, to make it official. Okay. That's a mercy ding right there. <laughs> but it is illegal to fish from the back of a horse, saddle or not. Um, name, we're going back to Rosie. And By the Rachel. way, if I'm fishing from a horse, I think things are going to go wrong. I really do. That hook, I used to get the hook stuck in myself. Can you imagine? It'd be in the horse's ear, and its butt. It would not go well. Not go well. I, I don't think it's a good idea to fish from a horse. There's a reason they made it illegal. Um, all right. Name... Team R double R. Name the famous Irish thoroughbred stolen from Ballymany Stud by Mask Gunman on February 8th, 1983. Never to be seen again until a police raid. Yeah. 
found the taxidermied horse in the home of one Tom McFeely. I don't know. They found him as a taxidermy. I didn't either. I just learned that. I haven't that finished the book. Gross. I'm pissed. Well, I, hmm? Somebody just ruined the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Double R's, what do you think? You need the name. What's the name horse. of the horse? Mm. You got Irish, this one, Rosie? Irish Thoroughbred. No. Irish Thoroughbred. Oh. Since you hear it, you're going to be Rosie has the wrong accent uh, for this one. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, um, I have no clue. Shergar. What's your final answer? Shergar. Uh, uh, That's correct. Did you Google oh that? <laughs> no, That's I have the movie. Although I've never seen the movie, but I do have the movie. Wow. Oh and now she I don't have her. to watch it because I know he shows up taxidermied in someone's <laughs> living room. Right? I feel like this movie was just ruined for me, too. And I don't know who this Tom McFeely is, but I want him dead. Um, okay. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly and Mary, we're going to move on to you guys. Now, this is a multiple choice question. The famous oh, Lipizzan horse gets its name from a town... And Glenn, I need you to enforce the 10 second rule a little bit. Okay, I will. Okay, this is multiple choice. The Lipizzan horse gets its name from a town where one of the earliest studs was located. La Pizza. If you were to travel to La Pizza today, what country would be stamped on your passport? Is it A? I feel like it shouldn't be a multiple choice question. A, Austria, B, Italy, C, Slovenia, or D, Yugoslavia? Slovenia. Um, I'll go with, I was going to say Austria, but that's, I don't think that's right. So Kelly, I'm going to say Slovenia. Slovenia, okay. Is that All your right. final answer? Final that's answer. my final answer. That's correct. You guys are on a roll today. Two to I'd have two. got that wrong. I would have said Austria. I would have said Austria, too. Mm-hmm. You guys are on a roll. Good job. Remember, if you have a complaint, by the way, about yeah. any of these questions or anything, you send that to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> she's not here. <laughs> we are tied two to two. We're going to move to double R. Double R, here's your question. It was just Memorial Day. What equine hero do we remember from the Korean War? And you can find a couple of statues by Jocelyn Russell, yeah. by the way, of this horse around the country. I threw this one just for you, Jamie. Ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I think Reckless? it was on Sergeant Reckless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reckless? Is that your answer? He was right. Of course. It's yeah. answer. All right. Very good. That's oh my god! This is a nail biter. Now, nail biter. Now, uh, I will. I will. I'm not going to give you an extra bonus point, but I want to ask you uh, what what uh, what military service was Sergeant Reckless in? Um, wasn't she a marine? Yeah. Number five. That's it. That is correct. Staff Sergeant Reckless was a marine. That is true. And the book, um, by the way, is 
terrific. You got to read the book. Yes, it's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> so is the sculpture. All right. So it's three to two, R&R. And we have one question left in the first round for K&M. Kelly, Kelly and Mary, here's your question. True or false, the Corgi was originally developed as a herding dog. True or false? True. Well, well, I think that's pretty great. That's so crazy that they got that question and not me. <laughs> I, I knew the reckless question, but I'm glad I, I knew the corgi. Listen, ladies, settle down. Send your complaints to Jennifer and Horse Radio <laughs> All right, we are moving on to round two. And it's tied. And they got everything so far. We needed harder. Co- I needed to come up with harder questions. You know what? It's the no, team, no, team these are good. <laughs> uh, I haven't let's... heard lots of Jen's questions. I don't know. I'm pretty good with the with the easier ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Jen, they're going to get harder in round two. Yeah, I need Does anybody uh, need a these are Glenn questions. Yeah, can we play a song? <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait a minute. Let's before we get to round two. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're moving on to round two of Horses in the Morning Trivia Challenge. <laughs> it is currently tied by R&R and K&M. <laughs> I love that. God, that's great. Okay, <laughs> let's let's do Kelly and Mary first this Wait round. Wait a minute. I Kelly... have to get out my long, skinny mic first. Uh, we're going to play <laughs> that music. <laughs> You guys didn't see me. Hey, dancing. we're we're moving down the road. You guys are moving down the road. If you, I think my connection will stay strong. But if not, Kelly, you're going to have to be on your own. Oh no, oh, Kelly! Oh, Uh-oh. Kelly, we'll have Jemmy help you. Jemmy can be uh, on your team. She's going to be a lot. Of <laughs> um. Yeah, don't don't leave her, Mary. Okay. Round, well, you know what? If your I husband a stronger competitor, if your husband loved you, he would just pull over. Okay. <laughs> round two, round two. Uh, we were pulled over, but he's also impatient. Uh-huh. <laughs> Going too long. Kelly and Mary, here's your question: What do you call a horse with intermixed of white and dark hairs throughout its coat that does not change color as it ages? Uh, let's see. Okay. Sabino? Okay. Who are you at first? Is it Kelly and Mary this time? This is Kelly and Mary. Okay. Kelly and Mary. Yeah. What do you call a horse with intermixed of white and dark hairs throughout its coat? And it does not change color as it ages. Okay. I have no clue. Gray and black. Um, but that's not the answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, we need an answer. I, I want to say. I'm just going to say Brown. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It is Roan. <laughs> oh, good job, Kelly. I was, you said Sabino. Well, she like, pulled that out of her good. butt there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shergar. She just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to double R's. Double R's. Moving on here. What Grand Prix show jumper won the medal McClay in 2008? And as a special hint, she is also the boss's daughter. Oh, Jessica Springsteen? That's correct. That is correct. That is correct. Now we're going to move to Kelly and Mary, and the questions are getting still harder. What? And I Mm. need you, this is going to be multiple choice, okay? 
What long bone is directly above the carpal joint? The carpal joint, the long bone directly above it. Is it A, femur, B, radius, or C, scapula? What is the oh, long gee. bone? Oh, man. This is a tough one. I feel like carpal, carpal is... Okay, carpal, carpal in is... the human is in the hand, and so I'm thinking carpal it would be a hoof thing. So, uh, 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 oh, and so, okay, can you give the... Femur, radius, though? scapula. I want to say radius. Okay. Yeah, I think because radius is lower, closer. I would say radius as well. It doesn't matter how you got the answer. <laughs> it matters that you got it right. And by the way, the carpal joint is their knee. <laughs> and oh. um, you're both oh, like, no. how you came about it was wrong, but the answer was, was right. right. So, <laughs> I was we'll thinking that too. I oh, even knew where the yay! carpal joint was. I was going, I know more than those guys do. Wow. <laughs> you're on the spot, Glenn. It's every, every question has been correct so far. Yeah, these guys are amazing. We're not letting them do. Hey, we didn't get the ding, ding, ding. Oh, I no, I did. I did twice for you. <laughs> oh, you did. I yeah, didn't hear okay, it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, we are going to move on. Double what R's. Is this? Double R. Double R. Okay. Oh, I love this question. Who was the Black Stallion's cart horse companion in the Walter Farley books? <gasps> oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I did this question just to make Jamie happy. You took one for the team, Glenn. Yes, I did. Actually, I did take this one. This isn't team. Black Beauty; it's the Black Stallion. He didn't take one for the team. Give All me right, a black we do beauty. need an answer. What's your final answer? Wait. Oh, you said the Black Stallion. Oh, yes. oh, oh. Okay. Who is the Black Stallion's cart horse companion in the Walter Farley books? Sorry, I probably helped too much with that. I don't think no, you did. Not, uh, <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> it was Napoleon, right? Is that your final answer? Are you sure? I, I, I think so. Yeah. That's correct. Oh, my God. She's good. <laughs> I know. I was about to throw down Ginger, though, so I'm really glad you, you clarified. <laughs> I did. I See, I screwed up. I sh- I, sorry, other team. I, I helped him and too wh- much. Right. And when I sit here, Napoleon, now, you I just... You need to help us on the next question. <laughs> I've been very helpful to you guys, okay? And again, Jennifer at Horse Radio. <laughs> and uh, when I think of Napoleon, I just can't think of anything but Napoleon Dynamite anymore. I don't know why, but that's the only oh, thing I can think Oh, but he was a it. little white pony, and they called him Nappy. Oh. Oh, I loved him. Okay, moving on to the next team. And Glenn, I swear to God, if you play it, I will leave. What is my least... Glenn wrote these questions, mind you. What is my least favorite song about an animal? You already know what it is, don't you? By Marianne Kim. Oh, I know what exactly what this it? is. It's, it's... What's the answer? Oh, wait, no, is this the question? The what is, is my least favorite again? song about an animal sung by Marianne Kennedy? No offense, Marianne. I, this I song know is exactly terrible. Which one? This one is. It? <laughs> I feel like um, barn cat song. This answer in the form of a, of a singing. You need to sing it for her. I got clothes and a king size bed made out of straw. Is Jamie still here? You still here? Oh, you might have driven her away. 
Oh my God. You know, I just put this in there so I could play that, right? You know that. That is just unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly, do you know? They both answered you. I've already heard it a couple times. Barn Cat. Glenn already played it. Yes. He just couldn't wait. So you get that point, whether you like it or not. And just please, dear God, don't play that again. All right. You're pushing it. <laughs> I can play the hand song. You like that one just as much. You can play Dominic the Donkey or on Dominic repeat. <laughs> it's better than the. Oh my god! Song. Who are we yeah, at? We're at. We're still tied. Or we're technically we're at K and M have six and R and R have five, but they have one question left. One question to even it up, and then so we you have, to, have to, to get this question to stay even. All right. How many? This question is for R&R, even though they already knew the barn cut answer and were really rude saying it out loud. Um, (laughs) How many, uh, this is multiple choice, how many Olympic medals has George Morris won as a writer? You will have 10 seconds. Is it A, 3, B, 1, or C, none? How many Olympic medals has George Morris won as a writer? 10 seconds. I know he won the Rome one in 1960 because he got a silver, I think. Um, is it my three, brain immediately or not? My brain immediately said three, but that's the only one I can remember. Do you have a, and I, Rosie, do you have a preference? Rosie? Did we lose Rosie? <laughs> I think we lost Rosie, actually. I think she went away. So you're on your own. <laughs> Rachel, what do you think? Oh, three, my. All right. Well, my... My brain immediately said three. I can only think of one. So I'm just going to guess. I'm going to be like, okay, brain, I'll go with three. But it might just be one. Oh, that's terrible. Was it one? Come on. You were right. It was one. And you were exactly right. It was one. Rome, silver medal. Why did you doubt yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that. You had it right, too. Well, that means. I couldn't think of any others. Do you know what that means? That means that. I lose. Correct. (laughs) Kelly and Mary are the winners. You guys, congratulations. Let me tell you what you won. You have won a 20 year old Oldenburg mare who, again, is neither sound (laughs) for riding or breeding at this point. And congratulations. I do believe, Mary, you are the closest to me. So I will send her your way. And then, you know what? I'll deliver. You know what? She's so old. She doesn't eat much anymore. You're fine. You know, yeah. No. Just going to wait till the fall till I can wean the foal. And then the mare's yours. Congratulations, Kelly and Mary. All right. <laughs> that way I'll bring her to you later. Uh, yeah, you guys That's can the just... worst thing I've ever won. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it's called mare share. It's a thing, okay? <laughs> mare share. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for playing. Oh, it was fun. Bye, Yo, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Doesn't this bring back after-school memories of when you turn on the TV? No, we were all not <laughs> The cheesy game show music. <laughs>
<laughs> well, that was of fun. Game shows coming out, by the way. I was watching. There's a bunch of them, and they're redoing a lot of the old ones now. And you'll notice Alec Baldwin is the host of one, and he has that tiny, really long, skinny microphone. Oh, does he? He has a tiny yes. microphone. Oh, yeah, he will die. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Gene Rayburn used to have the mic? He started that long, skinny microphone. Why I remember that, I have no freaking idea. I don't know who that is, but Bob Barker also had one. Yes. And now, so does, um, what's his name, uh, who does that job? I wonder what's if you name? could even, oh, Drew, uh, Carey. Drew Carey. Does he still have the skinny microphone? He does. I wonder and what the theory just, behind the skinny the way, microphone was. It was easy to hold, maybe? You know what's amazing is that it probably doesn't block their face from the camera as much. Jemmy, what's your version on the skinny microphone? You're a tech weenie. Why did they use the skinny microphone? Um, I can't think of a technical reason. I just think it was sleek and cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want a skinny microphone, except we wouldn't have a stand to even hold it. It doesn't block their face from the camera. Glenn. You're probably right. That's probably what it was. It was mm-hmm. vanity. <laughs> thing it's that... complete vanity. You look ridiculous, <laughs> but we can see your face looking ridiculous. <laughs> At what point did Drew Carey just decide he was going to give up on any sort of career with like his comedy? Wayne or Brady TV shows? did it too. Wayne Brady went to the other show, the one where they all dressed up funny in the audience and come down. They're probably... like, "Hey, let's just quit. It's, let's just." If you think about battle. it, though, it probably pays That's really true. well. It's an easy gig. You don't have to oh, memorize yeah. lines. Nothing. You just it's show up a couple of weeks a year, record a ton of shows, and make a fortune. It's an it's, easy gig. It is an easy gig. At some point, you're just like, man, come on. But they stay in it forever. <laughs> I know. Um, By the okay, way, well, let's throw it out to the universe. If anybody wants to hire J- Jamie or I, for or Jemmy, all three of us, for that easy gig, uh, Jemmy would be happy to dress up in dresses and turn letters. She would be happy to do that for $10 yeah, million dollars a year. I would no say- one said I'd be happy to wear a dress, but I'll turn letters. <laughs> and speaking of, I $10 million dollars a year, you'd wear a dress. <laughs> It's got to be ten million. That's from true. I'll wear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and a new idea for a game show. <laughs> it's called "How Much to Get You Naked." Um, hey, let's do the button thing before we go to the hell segment, because then I'll just bug out. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and you got some storms that are coming. I, I think. Yeah. I just I want to make sure I'm still here. All right. So yesterday, one of the auditors posted. Uh, uh, this graphic, and it's which button do you press? And you only can press one. And it's a picture of a whole bunch of buttons. And underneath the buttons, we have free hay for life. Free, red button. Yep, red yeah. button. Blue button is free training for life. The yellow button is any horse you want for free. The uh, uh, gold button is million-dollar tax shopping spree. What the hell would you buy for a million dollars? The purple so- button is indoor riding arena. And the green button is no show fees for life. And I thought, Jamie, because you just built a barn and everything, your needs are going to be a little bit different than a lot of people's. So I was interested in which one you would pick. Well, Glenn, that's a great question. Let's review. I can push a button and this will happen. I'll either get free hay for life, free training for life, any horse I want for free, no show fees, an indoor riding arena, or a million-dollar tax shopping spree. Now, I did give this a lot of thought yesterday because, first of all, the free training for life, I I am a trainer. Like, that's what I do. So I, I feel like I've done a lot of that already, and I'm good to go. And, you know, if I take a lesson here and there, it's not going to be my main focus. Uh, any horse I want for free, I mean, aside from, you know, 
secretariat or something that I can't imagine like blueberry. I can't imagine wanting any other horses than the ones that I have. Cause I really love all my horses. Um, million dollar tack shopping spree. God, that's a lot of tack. I don't even have a place to keep all that. Really. I don't know. How, what would you buy? That's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. breaches. You know, I would buy some really nice saddles to be honest. Um, no show fees for life. I really don't compete enough now that I have a kid on a regular basis. I used to do it all the time. My twenties, I would have probably picked that. But, um, so t- to me, it's, it's teetering beyond between free hay for life and an indoor riding arena. Now the free hay for life, Let's see. I mean, you know, I've you, already where you live. I've it's already, not as expensive as where we live. Like free hay for life for us would be. <laughs> I mean. Well, it is expensive. It's a lot. You know where my hay here comes from? Freaking Arizona. And let's, you know, I just moved here from Don't Arizona. They grow and hay all in Oklahoma, hay, isn't that? It's supposed to be green and stuff. They have blister beetles here, so you uh, can't feed anything with alfalfa. And so, and um, anyway, so free hay for life or an indoor riding arena. I feel like I have already worked years and years and years training my husband to understand that I have a hay bill. You know, like we're going to have the hay bill forever. And he's already accepted that. However, I cannot convince him to get me an indoor riding arena. And with all this rain and all this crappy weather, I choose an indoor Please. I guessed right. That's what I figured Somebody, you'd pick. I figured you'd pick please that. Please give me an indoor. I guessed right. Yay. Uh, I actually had uh, quotes for a covered, just a covered riding round Yeah, pen. like they put here in Florida. They don't put sides on them and stuff. Yeah. No, they're yeah. so expensive. Everything is so expensive. I But this would have to be indoor because you, you have to block the wind. Because I mean, the roof is so is the most expensive part. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. Give me walls. I mean, let's go ahead and <laughs> shove it all inside. Yeah, um, that's what I would choose. What would Jen go with? Free um, hay? Well, I think both of us would pick free hay for life. Because it doesn't say for how many horses. And you could have more horses if you had free hay. Especially oh, with point. the price of our hay. Which I... She just pulled back in the driveway with a load of hay, so I better check the bank account. <laughs> I'm sure it was free. Yeah, it was absolutely free. She pushed the red button. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll ask her that. Well, tomorrow we'll be back with the Horse Husbands episode. Joseph and I, we got we got to play. Actually, we got to meet a really cool cowboy, and then we got to play. Uh, we got to play a game with one of the auditor's husbands that was very interesting. So, uh, or actually, auditor's fiance. He's not a husband yet. So that'll be on tomorrow's Horse Husband episode. And then Friday, we have really bad ads. It seems like forever since we've done really bad ads. Um, but it, it, it'll be on it Friday. I know, but it seems like forever. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seems like we haven't done it in a while. But yes, we will do some really bad ads. And don't forget, what box of crap out of my closet is the prize for, for this month. So get your ads into Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Side note, quick side note, movie, movie review, Aladdin. Oh, did you go already? Oh my god, it is so fantastic! Really, it is so fantastic. Made some money over the they, weekend. They honored the the old one, and I think that because that was the person, live action one, right? It's yes, live, yeah. it was the live one. I mean, there's a lot of CGI and stuff, but it's just unbelievable. And the Jasmine character is a badass and she is amazing. And that's where they kind of went off a little bit more because they made her more fierce and more independent. And I just loved it. 
I loved every, and I love Will Smith. You know, he's my favorite ever celebrity ever. So I just, it was awesome. It was awesome. Go see it. It's fantastic. Well, there you go. Rave reviews. My son is now, he, all he does is sing. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never <laughs> had a friend like me. That's right. Teachers he's are going to be so sick of that. <laughs> oh my God. All he does. He's in the shower last night. Chad's like, what is he doing? I'm like, he's singing. All he does is repeat, you ain't never had a friend, never had a friend, never had a friend, never had never had a friend. going to be so sick of that. Teachers are just going to be kicking students to the office. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to hate Aladdin. All right, right now. No, 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 no. no, Hold on a second. We have a health segment for everybody. Um, So we, uh, Jamie's going to go hide in the the dumpster in the ground uh, and wait for the next (laughs) round of storms to go by. But we've been getting a lot of uh, auditors saying that they have questions on more and fecal testing and all of that. So we dug up one of the things we had done in the past on this segment on fecal testing to play for you again. We've been trying to watch what's going on in the auditor room, and we've covered almost every topic there is in the health world. So uh, Jennifer goes back and searches through the archives, and we're going to play that for you. And then then the show will be over, and we'll see you all uh, tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Here with the Horse Radio Network, and I have Dr. Ellison with us, and he is a Director of Technical Services with Bimedia Incorporated. And, well, hello, Dr. Ellison. Good afternoon, Glenn. So how many dewormers are there? When somebody goes into this, to the tack shop and you look at that, especially if you don't, you know, if you, you haven't been around horses your whole life, you're new into horses, and you look at that rack of dewormers, it's a little, you know, it's like trying to guess what you need. Well, it certainly can be confusing, and you know, basically, there's there's going to be uh, three groups of dewormers that people are going to see on the shelf in the tax shops and the veterinary clinics that they go to, uh, and then a fourth group that's a combination, um, uh, what we call the, like to refer to as the big gun anti uh, anti uh, parasiticals. Uh, the first group would be macrocyclic lactones, and that would include ivermectin and moxida. The second group would be the pyrimidines, which is pyrantel. And then the third group would be the benzimidazoles, which most people would know as fenbendazole. And there's that combination group, which is the macrocyclic lactones, either ivermectin or moxidectin, along with a compound called proziquantel, which is used to control tapeworms. So that's, you end up basically with four different classes of dewormers. Well, that leads to the next question is, what, what, how do you know where to start? Well, you know, uh, it's a great question. Um, and really, what I always tell people is your veterinarian knows better than anyone what is the best parasite control program for you. It's going to vary greatly based on where you live, the climate that you have, the number of horses that you have, how big or small your pasture is, uh, parasite load, um, what program your horses have been exposed to from a dewormer standpoint uh, previously. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's not overly complicated, but it's not overly simplistic either. So, uh, you know, a good relationship with an equine veterinarian is, is essential uh, in, in constructing a good dewormer program.
And we're going to talk in future uh, chats that we have about fecal testing and, and the different types of parasites and things like that. But I thought today I really wanted to find out, a, a, you know, kind of an overview of who you guys were. And also I wanted to talk a little bit about natural dewormers versus FDA approved dewormers. You know, Glenn, that's a great, great question. And uh, it's a question that we get often uh, from a technical service standpoint. You know, the FDA-approved dewormers are held to a very high standard. They have to show efficacy or the ability to do their job properly. And also, they have to be safe. And those, that safety testing is, is very, very important. Um, contrary to that, the natural or, you know, an example would be like diatomaceous earth as an example. Dewormers really, um, and if you talk to the leading parasitologists across the country, they will tell you, those products really just have never shown true efficacy against the major equine parasites. Dr. Ellison, today we're going to talk about fecal testing and some of the lesser-known equine parasites. So fecal testing is is really a multi-part process, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And, you know, um, as helpful as fecal testing is, and it really is helpful in, in telling us about most of the major parasites, not going to tell us about all of them. For instance, if a horse has bots, which is nothing more than an intermediate form of a fly, uh, which does not lay an egg, so you're not going to see anything in a fecal test that would indicate those. Pinworms, on the other hand, um, deposit their eggs on the skin of the horse near the tail. Um, so we're not going to, you know, we're not going to pick up pinworm eggs on a fecal test. And of course, uh, tapeworm eggs are very difficult to pick up on fecal testing. Uh, less than three percent. Uh, are going to be picked up in a fecal test. So uh, there are still some parasites we need to be concerned about, even if our uh, parasite profile, if you will, looks okay from our fecal test. And uh, and I know summer sores is one, too, because we have a horse uh, right here and, and have a big problem with that in Florida. It's something we see all the time, a summer sores. Explain the summer sore. Uh, Other than I think they're just gross. But uh, you can well, they really are a lot of granulation <laughs> tissue usually, um, and what causes that is that's two different lesser known worms called Drosia and Habernina, which are stomach worms, uh, and their eggs will hatch and the larvae will be spread by flies uh, that are feeding on a sore. Typically, those flies are going to feed around the mouth and nostrils of the horse, and that's how the life cycle is completed. But occasionally, if those flies are feeding on a, on a fresh cut or on a sore, the larva will be uh, left off, if you will, or deposited, and then they'll crawl into that sore, and uh, now we've got live larva living in that sore, and that's why it has a tendency to not want to heal, and we get a lot of granulation tissue. So, uh, And ivermectin is uh, actually uh, has the superior uh, label claim for, uh, for treating summer sores. It's very effective in, in killing those larvae. I was going to ask you that. Uh, so ivermectin is the one for that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So a product like uh, Bimectin or Equimax uh, would be very helpful, uh, both for bots and for a summer source. Now, as far getting back to the fecal testing, so you do the fecal test. Does that, when that comes back, will that tell me what dewormer I should be using? Because we, to, we have already talked about the different classes of dewormers. Will it actually tell no. me or will my vet tell me that, okay, you've got this problem, this problem, this problem, and uh, this is what you should use and, and, you know, you should use it this often or whatever? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, the fecal test is going to give you a place to start. 
But, um, you know, as we've discussed previously, uh, with resistance issues that are out there, and, you know, an important thing for your listeners to remember is that resistance uh, against dewormers by parasites it's not a regional situation. It's not a uh, geographic situation. It's usually a farm or ranch situation based on what products have been used previously uh, on, on that place. And like we talked about before, we can do fecal egg count reduction testing uh, at the time that we deworm and then repeat it two weeks later and look for that 90% reduction in parasite load uh, and if we see that, then we're okay. We can continue using that active, uh, active uh, product. If we don't see 90% or greater reduction, then we need to switch to a different uh, active ingredient group. Do we ever get to 100%? Sure, yeah. yeah. For instance, uh, Equimax uh, has a label plan for 100% control of capeworms uh, in horses. So, yes, there, there are some of the parasites that we are 100% effective against. Okay. That's terrific to know. And, of course, you can find out all about all the different products that uh, Bimeda has, and you go to their website, bimedaequine.com. That's B-I-M-E-D-A, equine.com. And the nice part about this website is you can go on there and you can find out what all of them are for. Uh, there's also a ton of information on deworming plans, fecal testing, a lot more about fecal testing than we had time to talk about today, uh, resistance, and then all the different kinds of parasites that... You, you can find as well, uh, some of which we, we just uh, touched on. So go to buymediaequine.com and be sure to check out the Did You Know by Dr. Dave section because uh, Dr. Dave here answers all kinds of questions uh, on that subject, a little more detail than we can get into here. That's at buymediaequine.com. 